the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hey everybody, welcome to the SpotTrack.com podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti. We've given Paul Peck the week off, which means we'll, we won't have his get-off-my-lawn angriness, Mike. <laughs> Anti-analytics, Paul Peck. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, we love him. Um, we have a lot of things to get to today. Yeah. We're going to talk LeBron and Lakers in a moment, some dead cap too. But let's just baseball. Let's just get on this real quick. Okay. We've had two big contracts signed, and I'm like, he signed, he didn't sign, he agreed, he didn't agreed. Um, Harper, let's just start with him. Yeah, what is going on here? It's messy. Um, let me give a few thoughts on Harper because I, I've got some conspiracy theories. <laughs> I've got some, you know, some some a little bit we know, a little bit we don't know. Obviously, um, the Dodgers game back in was very interesting, in my opinion. And it was really a wrench. To me, it's one of two things. Number one, it's Philadelphia has a price and has a, has a length, and they're not moving on it. And I, and I actually think there's a deeper reason for that. Number, I mean, obviously, they're being smart. All the teams are being smart. That's the overlying you know, element of free agency right now in baseball and why you know, people think it's broken. There's just smarter teams, smarter general managers, and there's an easier way to do it than overpay and give guys 12-year deals anymore. Here's the thing, though. There's another guy, and we've talked about it on this podcast, Kevin. There's another guy out there who's better than Bryce Harper, who's born near Philly, grew up near Philly, and who isn't very happy with his current situation out in Los Angeles, you know, not making the playoffs in basically all of his career. And that's Mike Trout. Right. And Mike Trout's a no-brainer over Bryce Harper. Yes. And if Philadelphia thinks that in maybe this July at the trade deadline, maybe next July, maybe in two years when that deal expires, if they think that there's a chance for that to happen and Mike Trout can play, you know, center field, right field for them. That's where their head is. And th- and that's why they're 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 holding tight on Bryce Harper and saying we're not giving you 40 million. We're not giving you 8 10 years because we might have a better plan. <laughs> we might have a better guy, you know, in line lined up that wants to be here. And uh, to me that's got to be in the back of their heads if not in the forefront of this decision making. N- not to mention giving a guy 40 million who you know, that's 205 for half a year isn't a good idea anyway. Well, and, and how much longer are they going to wait for him to make a decision, right? Well, the Do- that's what I mean. It, 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 the Dodgers getting in means they think they have a chance. And if they're only offering a five-year, six-year deal, that means that's probably what the Philadelphia Phillies are offering too, right? I know Which makes sense I, to me, doesn't it? Makes it perfect sense. But like, let, let's go a little deeper because obviously this is all just conjecture we're all just sort of speculating what's ha- you know what's happening and who's in and who's out and how much the you know the, the offers are it's going to happen eventually it's, whether it's today or tomorrow friday I, I think it's done before march just personally but there's an over, the, the big picture here is and even Nolan Arenado yesterday which is a phenomenal deal great player great team I'm happy all that happened that's not an 8 year deal it's not a 7 year deal it's not a 6 year deal he can get he can get out of that deal deal in 3 years right and we've seen this since 2017. We have seen this considerably with all of these major contracts. It's the way that the players have been able to sort of gain some control. And this is, the, this is a good thing. This is, this is what we want. What, what, what's interesting to me is guys like Arenado, guys like we just saw David Price opt in. We just saw, you know, there's going to be you Darvish next year. He's going to opt in. Why? Because you're not getting more money. <laughs> Right. The open yes. market. Yeah. Right. The opportunity to go in and recash in isn't there right now. And until that changes, these options are just going to be, you know, bypasses at this point because, you know, baseball money isn't broken, but it's not 
flourishing either, you know, and, and that's, that's to me why I have been pushing so hard for Bryce Harper to go four years, 160 million, get your, you know, get 40 years. Don't worry about 325. Don't worry about 10 years and 11 years and 400 million. Th- those are, those are absurd to any logical GM with a brain. You know, you, you, no, but no team is thinking 10 years for any player, but his agent is. And, but that's antiquated. Right. Scott Boris is, is a dinosaur in this stuff right now. He's a dinosaur. He's, he's got to be more conscious of the snapshot, right? Why would you worry about 300 over six years when you could make 150 over three guaranteed hard? Doesn't matter what. Get yourself back on the market. Bet on, bet on this guy. This guy's 26 years old. I mean, my goodness. I love the Arenado deal for all of that. Arenado's probably getting 100 over three. I haven't seen the structure yet, but my guess is 100 over three. He's 31. He gets back in the market. Every team in the, in the league still wants him. He plays defense. He does everything right. If that guy's doing it that way, Bryce Harper absolutely should be doing it that way because uh, Bryce Harper is a microcosm of him statistically. By the way, I just want to, uh, speaking of third base, I just want to mention I, I made the call. Mustakis. You did? Well, I did. Okay. Moose going back. Boom. All Moose right. going back. I like him as a player. I think that's a good, uh, good sign. That's a nice little lineup, players. by the way. Look out. Yeah. Nice little lineup. They've I think done it'd be some homework. Great for baseball mm-hmm. uh, for the Brew Crew. Okay. Kind of like, kind of like the uh, the basketball team, right? <laughs> the Bucks gotta love them. I mean, that's not a little bad little city for sports, right? Now. That's, that's that's true. And beer. That's also true. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else on baseball before we move on and, and bring in uh, yeah. Scott Allen? I, I've got one little tidbit, one little fun fact on baseball. So obviously, free agency's taking a hit. You know, these guys are dragging it out. It's been a bad two years for for money for length of term. I did a quick number. There are 60 contracts right now in baseball of six years plus. 60. 14 of those were signed in free agency. You're just not getting them. It's not happening. And out of those 60, a third of them have been traded already. Wow. <laughs> so, Money so can't buy you love. Even when you're signing those deals, you're not happy or the team's not happy almost a third of the time. So it's not, it's not a good situation at all. Well, as I say, you, in any sport, you overpay in free agency. You used to. Well, yeah, that's right. You, well, <laughs> you used to. You used to. Now you're more prudent with the money. I'm, I'm, is... I'm, o- I'm okay with overpaying, but not for the longer term. Overpay for three, four years. All right. We, we've paid this guy nothing to come on the show today. Yeah, uh, I pay him plenty. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, Scott Allen joins us, a uh, member of the SpotTrack.com team. Uh, Scott, how are you, my friend? Great. Thanks for having me. President Basketball cap guru scott allen because i refuse to uh, actually learn the basketball numbers. <laughs> well it's complicated i mean you could spend yeah. uh, a weekend uh, not watching netflix and just spending it on the uh, bird exceptions and all these other <laughs> cap rules yeah. and trade rules in the nba and you drive yourself nuts trying to figure it out yeah speaking of flourishing money by the yeah. way all right scott we want to talk to you yep, about I'm here. yeah we want to talk to you about the lakers mm. and lebron james what the heck is going on there? I don't even think the Lakers know what's going on there. I mean, it's, uh, uh, it's interesting. Uh, Mike and I were having a conversation this morning, and he was asking me some stuff, and he's just like, oh, I'm just going to have you come on and explain some of these things. But I, I, I don't know if the Lakers even know what's going on. And uh, I mean, it goes all the way back to uh, even when Magic and Polinka came in a couple of years ago. I mean, they haven't landed the free agents that they were expecting, going back with Paul George situation. Um, some of the free agents that they've signed haven't worked out or they've overspent. Uh, 
So uh, right now they're in chaos mode, I guess you could say. All right, I want to go year by year here, right? So you mentioned you mentioned 2017, the off season, this this past off season, right? Where they thought Paul George 20, was coming. Uh, 2018. 2018, yeah. All right, yeah. God, it's 2019 already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody understands what happened last year because they were signing players, and it's not like they they waited it out and then took the guys that were left and put them together and said, you know, make it work, LeBron. They they made significant signings in Caldwell Pope and Rondo and those guys. Those were July 1st, July 3rd signings. Those were the guys they had identified as the pieces they were going to put next to LeBron James this year. And people look at Rondo like he's ancient. He's younger than LeBron. Right. But but it makes no sense. Rondo needs the ball. LeBron needs the ball. Lonzo Ball needs the ball, right? Yeah. Like, we were – none of it made sense from, from a roster standpoint, certainly not from a money standpoint. I mean, these guys were cheap. That's fine. But when does cheap win in the NBA? It just doesn't win. It doesn't. It no. doesn't win in the NBA. So you were slow playing this first year, which is fine, except for now you were slow playing a year to get to this year to rip it all up and start over, and then you're going to have to slow play next year probably. And and the problem with that is, number one, it's risky because as the Lakers fall down the, the standings, they're 11th now, by the way. They're, they're right above the Pelicans of all people right. who they tried to dethrone Anthony Davis from and got their entire team for. So they're not much better. You know, they're sliding. I mean, bad loss a couple nights ago to Memphis, one of the worst teams in the league. They're sliding. They're in, they're in purgatory trouble here. And that is bad news for a team looking to attract major free agents this offseason because it's always been the case of LeBron and a couple of players. Well, LeBron doesn't look like a guy who can win on his own anymore at all, right? And if Kevin Durant's not coming, he's not. We, we, we pretty much know Kevin Durant is a no in Los Angeles. Don't think Clay Thompson's coming anymore, right? There's major free agents. But I think the one that makes the most sense, and I think Scott will agree with me here, is his old buddy from Cleveland, Kyrie Irving, who himself is in an absolute mess in Boston and is basically getting run out of the city. He's basically being every, – every night, it's another dramatic press conference. He says something ridiculous, you know, ticks off half the world. <laughs> that he doesn't really believe. Never. Right? No, I anyway, can't. Right. never mind. The flat world yeah, is what yeah, you're yeah. saying. Right? Um, <laughs> but he's basically being run out of Boston as he runs up the free agency here. Um, but there's a chance he goes to the Knicks. Look, my, the point I'm making here is, to Scott's point, there's chaos in L.A., and generally speaking, LeBron is the root of that, right? I mean, he's, he's at the forefront. He has made it clear that he doesn't like the coach. Here we go again. He doesn't think the kids that, he, that are around him are good enough to win. Great, except for now yeah. you've got to play with them the rest of the year, and they pretty. Much, it sounds like the locker room is an absolute disaster. Right. So what have you done with yourself there? Um, it, it's a mess, and I, I think there there's a legitimate chance that what happened this past offseason, where Paul George, you know, gave him the axe and went back to Oklahoma City, could happen again. There's a legitimate chance that you know B level, C level free agents end up being LeBron's teammates next year. And is that enough at age 35 to, you know, in the Western Conference to push this thing through the door? I don't know. Scott, what do you think? What, what, let's talk money with, with these guys. Let's, talk, let, let's push all that aside because that's just me ranting, really. Let's say what they want happens. Let's say Anthony Davis is, is traded for July 1st. That brings $27 million over next year. Then let's say they get, they get Kyrie Irving. What is Kyrie Irving going to cost? What does that mean? What does that mean for the Lakers then having to rebuild, assuming they have to trade four of those young kids, right? Yeah, so, I mean, you're looking at LeBron's going to be at a little over 
third and seven. Uh, AD is going to be at 27. If Kyrie wants a max, he's going to be at 32-7. So, I mean, you're talking... $100 million three for three guys. Yeah, yeah, and that doesn't leave much room. Uh, and that's, that's depending on what you're shipping out for AD. I right. mean, if you're shipping out all these guys that are on rookie-scale contracts, I mean, and you're gutting, you only have three or four guys on your roster, and then you have to build from there. I mean, you're only going to be able to sign guys with uh, exceptions at that point, whether it's a minimum or um, whatever uh, mid-level that they have left once all is said and done. But it's going to be about the timing. I mean, we're we're talking about Kyrie would have to sign the cap space. Right now, we're looking at... With no changes, they have about 30, uh, $43 million in practical cap space right now if they were to renounce all their cap holds. Uh, so you could sign Kyrie at the 32-7, and then you have to trade for AD, but then again, you're left with a shell of themselves with only three or four players, depending on what's going to be moved. Uh, so it, it, the, the biggest thing with the Lakers is going to be the timing, if they can even pull it off at all. Well, let me let me ask you this question. You're, you're talking about signing Kyrie, Kyrie in 2020 because he still has a year left to go on his contract with the Celtics, or is that an option? Yeah, he's going to opt out of that. All right. Yeah, he, yeah he, has an, he has an opt out, which he's expressed that he, he's going to opt out. And so, I mean, it's, from all indications, it's, it looks like it could be the Knicks. It could be uh, with with the smoke. There's fire of him saying, "Oh, I reached out to LeBron. We've talked. Uh, we've sort of made amends here." He may go to the Lakers. So it, it all depends on uh, the situation. And again, it's it's all about the timing. Well, let's stick with, let's stick with Kyrie here because the reason I bring him up specifically is it's less about you know Durant and those guys and where they end up. This is a LeBron situation. This is the this is Exhibit A and maybe the like the third version of it that it is it is really hard to play with LeBron James. He yeah, does, he does not make you better. <laughs> he 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 is better, but you have to figure out how to be on the court with LeBron James and in the locker room and in press conferences. And it's just this whole you know it's this aura that goes with being LeBron James. You know, fifteen years into his career, Kyrie Irving has done that. He's hated it. He 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 demanded a trade out of Cleveland because of it, but he's done it, which is fascinating to me. But let me just go back to that because you know it, it was funny. I I did a corporate speech about teamwork, and this was after um, they lost to the Warriors the the last time. Yeah. And Kyrie Irving was interviewed afterwards, and all he did was talk about. Let me tell you something: how great that guy is, and how much I've learned from that. It was all this praise about LeBron and knowing what a leader he was, and here was an alpha guy falling in line. I'm, I'm going to follow that guy because I can learn so much from him. And it was all these great quotes after the game, and then <laughs> two months later he's like, get me the hell out of here. Yeah. Right? And then he goes to Boston because he thinks he wants to be, he wants to be the leader. Right. And it's been an absolute train wreck. He's throwing these kids under the bus. He's telling them they're not good enough to win on their mm-hmm. own. They're statistically better with him on the bench right now in Boston, yes. which yeah. is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So hey, it's one thing about wanting to be the guy, yeah. right, and then being the guy, yeah, having to do it, yeah, right. And I think he's figured out, man, life was easier having LeBron be the guy, so taking all the I shots. Could, couldn't right? agree more. That's exactly yeah. why I'm pointing the arrow in this direction, right? I mean, 
I, I think I, number one, I don't know who who is going to actually throw a max deal at Kyrie Irving this offseason because no, of all this mess. I don't think anybody. The Knicks will for sure. The Knicks are in. Well, the Knicks they need Durant? I, they, they want them all. <laughs> the Knicks want them okay. all. The Knicks have cleared the room. They're going to throw max contracts at you know a few guys and hope something sticks. Not to mention draft you know one of the top three four guys lottery pending, but um, they're in. But. I do think that it makes it's starting to make the most sense, especially for LeBron and the Lakers, to get Kyrie Irving in, reunite those two together, say, you know, bygones be bygones. We've got to make this work because here's the here's the point I wanted to get to eventually here. Uh, LeBron's 35, right? He's going to be 35. 30, 30, 33. 34 going on 35, well, I believe, right? He turns 33, 34 soon, I believe. I think he already did. Scott, you got that? Yeah, next season. Uh, right now it's his age 33 season next year will be his age 34 season got it you're both wrong he's he turned 34 in (laughs) in december so he's 34 now going on 35 i just looked it up so that's pretty old for a guy who started at 17 18 right that's correct there's a lot of miles there's going to be decline we're probably already seeing it there's going to be health issues well do you see that hang on do you think you're seeing it or do you think lebron recognizes like this isn't going to work, so I'm not going to expend the energy to get this team in. I think he's when miserable. No chance, and I think his groin hurts, and, and I think both of those things are valid. But the point is, here's the point: he chose the Lakers, and he chose this current situation, right? I mean, correct. It, no one has a, a bigger you know mouthpiece to the GM than LeBron James. So, so LeBron James was very you know involved in the signing of Rondo and the signing of Caldwell Pope and whatever else is there. He he had a hat in this for sure. It's been a disaster, and that's just strike two on this whole conversation because now you've got a team that, of, of kids who probably don't want to be around LeBron James right now, right? And they probably know that they and the coach are probably gone in two months. Most of them are gone in two months. So how do you factor in that with we got to rebuild our team? Oh, and by the way, we've got to win next year or else. Right, we've got to win next year, or we've got a 36-year-old guy making 45 million dollars a year, and we don't know what to do. This is Kobe Bryant all over again, right? <laughs> Remember Kobe Bryant's <laughs> right. last two years, That's where he right. was basically like a shell on the court. Yeah, um, it's going to be there soon. I mean, LeBron is going to break down physically. He's not going to be able to put a, you know four other guys on his shoulders and take him to a championship. I'm not even sure they're going to the playoffs. No, they're not. Making they're not going to the playoffs, yet. right? So, it's a huge step back. Here's where I wanted to get to: What is Plan B for the Lakers? Scott and I have talked about this, and I'll, I'll get his take on this as well. But is there a is there a is there a point here where LeBron James can't be a Laker anymore? Of course there is. Yeah, uh, yeah. There, uh, he doesn't have a no trade clause. So I mean, if the Lakers want to buck up and actually stand up against him, saying no, the franchise is struggling even with you, we may have to move you. I mean, we don't, haven't seen many teams stand up to players in this last few years outside of with the AD trade. Yeah. The Pelicans organization actually stepped up and said, no, we're not making this trade right now. I mean, if the Lakers get to that point, I mean, if you think about it, you mentioned all the young kids on that team. Where would the Lakers be right now without <laughs> LeBron? I mean, would they be in a lottery pick potentially with a Zion or a, a Reddish or someone like that if he wasn't on the team right now? So it makes you wonder, was this the best move for the Lakers uh, in hindsight? It, it's backwards thinking, in my opinion. The, the, the signing LeBron James 
made sense because he's LeBron James, but it didn't make sense for where that organization was. They had spent all this time rebuilding past the Kobe Bryant era, which took two extra years because they decided to give Kobe Bryant 30 million a year as a thank you gesture for having a great career, which is ridiculous from a business sense, ridiculous. Um, So they, it took extra time to to rebuild that franchise and get their legs. They have great draft picks. I mean, Brandon Ingram's Ingram's a good player. Kuzma's a nice piece. I I, I do think, think Lonzo's got potential still. So they had all these, this infrastructure, cheap, young rookies, and they decided to drop a bomb in the middle of it. And that was LeBron James. Here's your bomb. You know, make it work. We all we've known this forever that that, that, that doesn't work for LeBron James. He's he's with le- legitimate veterans in Cleveland, and by January first, he's trying to trade them all. So we, of course, this was going to happen with you know a bunch of twenty-one year olds um, who have no experience getting through through to the finish line. So well, do, do, don't you think part of it was after what LeBron did last year in Cleveland? Maybe he figured, hey, but those I weren't can rookies. Carry- I know they weren't rookies. That's what I'm saying. But if I can carry anybody because he he alone got that team All to right. the finals. Let's 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 piggyback off that point because part of this is this was clearly LeBron's only choice. Like we we went back and forth on seven other teams that LeBron yeah. might go to. I thought right? the Clippers. I, I thought the Clippers would be an option too. Sure, in LA. In right? LA. But I mean, we 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 were all speculating, you know, all these other franchises. It was pretty clear when it happened that this was going to be the you know the path. It was Cleveland or LA. Yeah. Um, so LeBron's decision to come to the Lakers was not televised. Fine. Oh God. Thank <laughs> you. You said decision. I'm just anyhow. fine, but that certainly wasn't a basketball decision. Right? No, no, it was not. I mean, is there anything clear now that this no. was a family life post basketball decision? That's absolutely what it was. His <laughs> kids, uh, you know, kids schooling there, right? Don't they have like this elite team that he's on? Yeah. The Academy. Yeah. The Academy yeah. team, uh, Wanted to live out there for other business interests. He's got that show that he does, the barber shop and all. Yeah, it, this was Space se- Jam coming out next year, right. two years. Yeah, this was setting himself up for um, his post career and a lifestyle change. Because we, which we, is we, fine. Hey, you know what? It's is America. It though, but is it? Is it? Is what? Is it fine? You think- we're sitting here talking Bryce Harper, right? We're t- and we're talking about how hard he's taking, and probably it's because he wants to win. He's a nasty guy. He he's a competitor, right? Sure. So he doesn't want to just go to you know then go sign the Tampa with the, Bay, then the, Tampa go sign Bay with the Dodgers. But that's my point. The, the fact yeah. that the Dodgers are back in means he is asking for championship teams. He's not asking for the Rays and the Marlins who can pay him four hundred million. Right. He he wants to win. That I don't think that was the case with LeBron James. Is my point. Well, I, I see. This LeBron James had to look at those five rookies and say. Ah, I can do better than that, right? Philadelphia was a way better option. Well, way better option. Uh, it's, I'll say this, and Scott, I'm curious in your opinion on on this comment. I think LeBron James thinks he can win anywhere because he's LeBron James. Shame on the Lakers, then. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. And the, the interesting thing is, they, from all indications, he wanted to be there. So the ball was in the Lakers' court. I mean, they offered him that max salary. Yeah. They, they could have negotiated and said. How about you take five mil off and give us a little more space to sign some other guys? But he ended up not doing that, and they ended up signing the guys that we see, uh, the Lance Stevenson, the the Caldwell Pope again, and then uh, uh, the Rondo. Uh, So they could have negotiated to maybe get a discount, but they gave them that max, and they sort of – bid against themselves in a way because they knew he wanted to be there. I guess that's my point, Scott, is 
fine. You know, LeBron thinks he can win anywhere. The Lakers think, you know, as long as long as we get LeBron James, nothing else matters. I get it because that's been his career, right? That's been that's been what he's done. There's two, but there's two points to make to that. Number one is it it destroyed your entire team building process. Literally, it destroyed it. You had a you had a, a process in place year by year that you were doing. You could have slow played this. You could have you could have said LeBron, you know, opt into Cleveland. Remember, he had a huge option in Cleveland this year. He could still be there right now. And then we'll do this this offseason when the money's going to be even better for you and we're a little bit more prepared, you know, from a roster standpoint. That to me would have been the perfect decision. And I was preaching for that this time last year when we were starting to get in the LeBron talk. The Lakers just weren't ready for this. And LeBron should have been visible to that. I mean, he should have seen the writing on the wall. Like I said, there were definitely better franchises basketball-wise for him to drop into for these last four years of his career. I get it that there's a business end to it. There's a you know movie production end to it. I get all that, but that's it now. Like That's why he's there because he's even saying things to the media like, I've done everything I need to do in basketball. This is just icing on the kick. He's saying all the wrong things Correct. to be a, a winner in, in, in a Lakers uniform. To me, he is... He's all in on post basketball in LA, and if the Lakers win a couple of games, so be it. He well, listen. He has the. I'm just thinking of the mindset. If I were LeBron James, and the media's questioning me, I'm like, "Why are you questioning me? Yeah. Look at my resume. Yeah. I, I've done everything. Yeah, right. Um, see, I don't think it's that he doesn't want to win, um, but I think he's he's I, this has not gone the way he thought it would would go. That's for sure, and he's recognizing that yeah, now. And it's probably like, hey, I'm going to throttle it down here because I, I need to save myself going forward. Although the, the look of hanging out with 2 chains late at night, right, and missing a game, that's not a good look. I'm not, 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 not. The not, Warriors game. Right, yeah. Not, not hanging out with 2 chains. You can have friends. Uh, but this is the game the next day. That's not a good look. Here's well, the, and I was going to say, you know, it, go, it goes back to that timing situation. Yeah. And Mike alluded to it with he's got to be, he, he's got to know the situation. I mean, if if the plan was to try to get Anthony Davis to the Lakers, he should have waited that one year. The yeah. Lakers tried to trade for Anthony Davis first and then went to the Lakers. Because once LeBron goes to the Lakers, what team is going to want to trade a top five superstar to play with LeBron in Los Angeles, teams are gonna right. don't want to make the reason that, that super team. The reason the super team in Miami worked is because they all did it together at the same time. Right. There, the, right. It, it was who it, came in via free agency. Wade Wade was there. Wade was right. there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is what LeBron is trying to do as now as Dwayne Wade. He's trying to be Correct. the guy who's there, and you know, but they're not. They're they're not ready for that. And and. I, I, here's the here's the last point I want to make on him moving to the Lakers and all this. If if winning mattered to LeBron James, truly, if winning mattered, he'd he'd be in the Eastern Conference. Yes, mm-hmm. I because, agree with that because that's the easiest point to make here. He the reason he was in the eight straight finals and and never missed the playoffs and yada 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 is because he was in the Eastern Conference and he owned the Eastern Conference and he still could be doing that right now. He had the choice to stay. He had the choice to go to any team he wanted in the Eastern Conference. Literally any team he wanted. And he chose a young, not ready Lakers team in the middle of a disastrous Western Conference. But let me let me be contrarian to that. Sure. Right. I mean, I agree with all that about winning in the East. Um, but from let's just look at a pure basketball standpoint. Mm-hmm. If he he probably looked at it as if, all right, you know what? I've done everything I can do in Cleveland. Won a championship here. Got us back there. 
we ain't, we're not going to win here yeah. in Cleveland. So if I want to go play for a legendary franchise, um, the Lakers, like because even if LeBron stayed and played his entire career in Cleveland, never going to make the Cavaliers a le- legendary franchise. Okay, is that that's you, fair? Fair. I get it. I get the. So I, part I get of a it. chance to go wear the golden purple. Sure. In L.A. that few get, and I can, you know, be a Laker. Tie my back to magic. I get it. Yeah. I get it. So I, so I get that. It's This isn't Michael Jordan going to play for the Wizards, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or, this the, is, or the White Sox. Right. This is, uh, you know, going to play for the Lakers. Yeah. You know? Or it, I get it. So if he went to play for the Celtics, I'd get it. I think your point is fair from a, f- a few minutes ago. I think maybe it's just time to pump the brakes. Yeah. I think that's what he's saying, and that's what we all need to do as a collective you know, group of basketball fans. Guy's got to be tired. He is not going to be an A-plus superstar forever, and winning a championship to, isn't the most important thing right now to him. And here's the, here's, not. <laughs> here's the best. This is the best thing for basketball, I think. And Scott, you tell me if you agree with this. A pissed-off LeBron <laughs> all offseason, I'd look out next year. Yeah, yeah. Make a story now. I mean, uh Again, it goes to that timing, whether they're not – if they don't land AD, what's plan B and C? And if they, they can't say the Boston trade for AD, I mean, he's going to be even more pissed off because what are they going to put around him? I mean, it's apparent he's not happy with what's around him right now, whether it's the coach, whether it's the, uh, the, the rookie-scale players. And so, I mean, if he's pissed off, what is that? Well, I mean, it's just going to be more more chaos. Here's the funny thing, Scott. Around Christmas time, this team was actually pretty darn good. These kids were starting to play. They yeah, were starting to gel a little with LeBron. And then when he, and then that groin injury happened. And then Le- LeBron, you know, pulled a Kyrie and turned all these kids under the bus <laughs> and tried to trade them all, right? Yeah. And now it's, it's, but it's he, broken to no repair. But he's trying to get Anthony Davis. Yeah, but you didn't need to yep. do that in, in January. Well, you didn't you, need to do well, that in January. To win this year, you did. Uh, that, come on. To win this No, to win this year, you did. You, I, you'd be hard-pressed to find a, a deadline acquisition that turned a team into a championship team. Anthony Davis. I'm, I'm not even talking championship. I'm saying playoffs and build. I don't know. All I know is you, you tarnish the rest of that roster yeah. by doing this. And they were actually gelling. They were actually playing pretty well together yeah. before well, his injury. I, I think he knows he wasn't going to win. Didn't him. care. Didn't care. He can't wait right. to fire Luke Walton. He can't. Yeah, he, right. he can't wait for any of this stuff. It's going to be an angry off season until Kyrie comes back, and then it's going to be like the family's back together. It's going to be like <laughs> that's going to be the new storyline, right? Let's get the family back together out west because Kyrie in Los Angeles sounds great, right? Yeah, it Jeez. does. It'll work. Can't wait. Fun, fun stuff, Scott. <laughs> Scott, just be yeah, clear, one, Scott. One last time, recap this. If this is going to happen, if if this is their 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 three guys together, if it's LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Kyrie Irving, what's the order that this has to happen? Anthony Davis first. Um, no, Kyrie would have to be signed first to use the cap space up okay. and then trade because if they traded AD and they kept guys, depending on what guys are on the roster, um, once that cap space gets used up. That's how much is left to sign Kyrie. So right now we're looking at about 43 million uh, practical cash space. So that 32-7 that Kyrie could max out at 
would fill that up, and then the rest would be used to sign the, the extra players, and they'd have to use exceptions to go over. Um, so, in the best case scenario, would be sign Kyrie first, then trade for AD to maximize their money. One, one last question: We're talking about trading all these guys and these kids, but it doesn't sound like trading Lonzo Ball to the Pelicans is a uh, feasible thing. When can Ball be no. traded? Can Ball be traded at the end of the season, or does all of this have to wait till July 1st? Uh, technically, once their season is done, so say they don't make the playoffs, they can technically make a trade between that last day of the regular season and July 1st, but it would the money that would be uh, used for matching purposes would be this 2018 money. Right. As soon as July 1 hits, it would be 2019 money. But the problem with trading him as soon as the season is over is you have to find a partner, and again, the matching has to happen, and the team that you're trading to has to not be in the playoffs, or if they are in the playoffs, then it's between the playoffs when they lost and July 1. So, again, in the NBA... It comes down to the timing and which what you want to work out. The, the reason I bring it up, Scott, is because, like I said, Lonzo Ball to New Orleans doesn't sound like it's a, a good possibility, but Lonzo Ball being traded is a good possibility, especially if you're going to bring in a Kyrie Irving, right? So getting that, getting that trade done early would bring back a significant draft pick, I would imagine, and that draft pick could be used as capital for Anthony Davis, correct? Uh, yeah, could. Yeah. Uh, but it depends on, again, if, if they traded before the actual draft, then you have that draft asset ahead of time. Um, if they waited until, say, they traded on uh, June 30th or June 29th after the draft, then the draft has already been created. Right. And uh, so it's. It, it's all about that timing and whether or not they, they want to make that move. But um, my, my guess would be it's probably going to wait till the July 1 situation and try to uh, line everything up that way. Well, that didn't work out last year. <laughs> it hasn't worked out last year or the year before that or the year before that. I mean, yeah. the track record right now with the Lakers is not good. I mean, you just look at the list of free agents that they've signed, and, you know, it's been chaos for not just this year. It's, I think the chaos is amplified because LeBron James uh, is there. But we've been talking about this situation with, rather than trying to get the Paul George or mm-hmm. uh, other free agents that sign them at the max. I mean, it's it's been chaos for the last few years, so uh, it, it's, it's on the Laker organization at this point. We shall see. You know, you mentioned draft and trades. I love the NBA draft. Yeah. Because of all the quick, trade. Oh, well, tons of trades. Oh, it's yeah. They, they do you have to quickly. draft the guy but, but before you trade him, so he has to wear the, your hat in the picture. And then they trade him to the next team. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. When I worked for WBT in Charlotte and the Hornets radio network, we'd host the draft shows, and the preparation going into it was insane because you had yeah <laughs> you'd you'd have to know all these players, all those international names, <laughs> international names. But not only that, then the trades that would be going on yeah. and, and why it fit, and then get, you know have the Rolodex to call people. Like, all right, why'd they make this trade? Blah blah blah. Yeah, you know, it was uh, fascinating. Well, well, they come well, they come full circle. I mean. <laughs> 
the Lakers actually traded for Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant yeah. was, was Charlotte. by the Charlotte. Charlotte Hornets, so, that's correct. Yeah. So to come full circle all the way back. Yeah. That's when it all went wrong. Yep. <laughs> all right. <laughs> awesome yeah. stuff, Scott. Scott, thanks so much for the knowledge. And, of course, uh, you can check out all the cap space, everything Scott was talking about, not only the Lakers, but uh, the entire NBA at SpotTrack.com. Scott, we'll talk to you again soon. Go back to your bunker. All right. Thank you very much. Have a great day. All right. Good to talk about the Lakers saga. <laughs> uh, LeBron always moves the needle, but that's because he's one of the great athletes uh, of our time. It's not going to go away either. If this, no. Uh, if they miss the playoffs, that's going to be the all the conversation this offseason. I just, you know, after last year, um, it's not the first time LeBron's faced controversy. He's just a little older now and can handle it a whole lot better. Uh, of course, we'll see how he I like your it. point there about how well we all just need to step back a little bit because he's an old man and – you know, he's in clear, basketball he's years. Clear, yeah, he's clearly just kind of uh, you know running out the clock here at, a, at a, in a great franchise. Yes, that's the point to be made, right? That's absolutely a point <laughs> to be made. You think about it: how many athletes ever get the opportunity? To, most athletes, mm-hmm. professionally, will get one chance mm-hmm. to decide where they want to go or go somewhere else. Often, they don't get to decide. LeBron, you know, you know what this kind of feels have like? his pick of everything. A lot of guys become free agents. Mike, only two teams want them. It kind of feels like Peyton Manning, right? Yeah, sure. right. I mean, because and it's actually it's eerily similar. Because if you're going, you were going to Denver, where John Elway is the GM, right? That's right. He's going to the Lakers, where Magic Johnson's the you know running the show. That it's similar. I mean, I, I don't know that. LeBron's going to get to the finish line like Peyton did. Maybe Peyton was able to walk out on a win. Well, but. I looked at it differently. Peyton could only play for horse teams. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, that's... Colts and Broncos. <laughs> Unless there was a Mustang in the uh, NFL or a Clydesdale team. Isn't that a Cavalier? No. <laughs> I don't know what a Cavalier is. Sounds good to me. All right. Let's, uh, let's, uh, you mentioned Peyton Manning. Let's talk football real quick because uh, we're fast approaching um, free agency in the NFL and, you know, yeah, time to restructure contracts. Primer, right? Restructure contracts. Get some cap space so you can go out and sign some players. We're seeing releases. We're seeing, uh, well, we're seeing preliminary trade talks. Right? But there's plenty of trades out there, especially like the Joe Flacco one. That that's not processed. Right? That stuff can't happen until March 13th. But these releases, lots of restructures, a lot of cap movement. All of this equals dead cap, which is what I want to briefly touch on here. It's kind of like the buzz term for February and March in the NFL. Explain what dead cap is. Mm-hmm. So dead cap is essentially the salary cap dollars that have to remain with a team to make this move, right? To, to trade a player, to release a player, to restructure a contract. Basically stems from signing bonuses is the easiest example, right? So if a player gets a signing bonus in year one of his four-year contract and it's a $20 million signing bonus... The salary cap of that $20 million spreads out over the four years at $5 million per year. All the cash is in year one generally, so $20 million cash in his hand year one. Salary cap is $5 million in each of those four years. So if that player gets released after two years, you've got $10 million of cap for that signing bonus that has not been allocated yet to a year. So that turns into dead cap. That's what we're seeing with a lot of these players. We're seeing a lot of contracts that are four or five years that are actually two or three years. So you're seeing those remaining couple of years turn into dead cap. And when we report that on Twitter and you see that on the site and you know some of those teams have, have been piling that up because of a lot of moves they've been ma- making already, the Raiders, um, you, you know, the Bills last year were historically high at dead cap, over $70 million of dead cap. 
but that's what you're that's what we're talking about we're talking about salary cap allocation that has to remain with the team to make some sort of move move and a lot of times this year it's going to be a cap casualty release or i think more than ever trades i think we're going to see a lot of trades and uh none bigger than antonio brown's pending move somewhere which is going to leave a historic amount of dead cap to the pittsburgh steelers how much Right now, it's $21 million. Wow. And that can split up, but there's two and a half more million more in a roster bonus coming in, in a couple of weeks. So we're talking about $23.5 million of dead cap to move a player <laughs> who can catch 100 balls and score 12 touchdowns for you um, just because he wants to go. And we've, we've, we've talked about that a couple of times in the past couple of episodes of this. Uh, I don't want to get into the semantics too much, but that's dead cap. Um, there's going to be plenty of it in the next couple of weeks. We will try to track that as much as possible. All of our transactions on spot track for the NFL include the ramifications now. So if you've, we talk about cap space that's cleared to, to make a trade or release dead cap that remains, all that stuff exists now in our transactions views on the, uh, on the website. And obviously you can go to the team views on our website and actually see the breakdowns of dead cap. You can also go to the roster tool. So if you go to the, the, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers tool of you on our on spot track, you can manage that roster and you can actually click and, and, and maneuver and release a player, trade a player, restructure a player. And we show you the actual breakdown of the dead cap. So you can do it in real time and sort of play around a little bit with it. But that, that's going to be the buzzword for the next six weeks or so as uh, more moves come in every single day. And like I said, these trades that are, that are being processed or uh, being promoted and, and talked about, even the Joe Flacco one to Denver, not official yet. Denver can still back out of that. Um, you know, nothing can, can actually happen with Antonio Brown until March 13th. So the rumor mills and the hot stoves will be nice and uh, loaded, but nothing can happen until the start of the uh, 2019 league year. All right. Great stuff. Uh, be sure to check out not only the spot track Twitter feed, but Hey, check out the premium section, become a premium member of spot track.com. You get an ad free experience along with uh, many other goodies. And we're right into prime season here, uh, for, you know, the NFL and mm-hmm. baseball and, which I know you're excited about. Just had a big NHL deadline. We tracked all that information. Yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, uh, transactions in the National Hockey League to check out, too. So uh, make sure you check that out. Um, Paul Peck will be back with us next time. For Mike Gennetti, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast. <laughs>